Last week we opened up our series, and how many of you started to take inventory of the things that you need to finish in your life? Let me see. All right. I, I had someone inbox me, uh, DM me, and said, Pastor, I'm, I'm enrolling back in college, and I want to finish my college degree. Amen. Powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. And then I put out there the unfinished challenge. The challenge is this. Every time you finish something, amen, I want you to take note of it, post it on your social media wall, wall as finished, amen. Um, Psalm 127, Psalm 127, and I just did the A part to the verse on Sunday, on verse 1, amen, and, and now I'm going to do the B part and verse 2. So if you have it, say Amen. All right, I'm going to read it just for contextual reasons. Psalm 127, verse 1, it says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. That's why I stopped last week. I'm going to pick up right here. Turn to your neighbor and say, Unless. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early every morning and go to bed late at night. That's what it, that's, that's what it's saying there. And retire late to eat the bread of painful labors. For he gives to his beloved even in his sleep. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. Unfinished. unfinished. Amen. On the road to finishing what you started. Amen. Oftentimes, we view our tasks in life as something that we have to do. We set out on this journey on purpose. We know what we want to do. And then all of a sudden, amen, life takes a turn. And we have what I call a cemetery of unfinished business. Do I have a witness? If you were to look at your life today, you would say there are a lot of things, Pastor, that I wanted to do, that I started to do, but I didn't finish it. Amen. Have you ever asked yourself a question why? Have you ever wondered how is it that your right intentions amen, was misunderstood as wrong intentions. And as a result of that, you take, you've taken the back seat in life. Do I have anybody? For some of us, we're just going along in life. We've accepted where we are. We've had, we had dreams. We had aspirations. We had drive. And then all of a sudden, life took a turn. Do I have a witness? 
I know a lot of people, amen, who have started off wanting to do right, only to end up in a place, amen, where wrong just seems like an option. Do I have anybody? I want to tell somebody here today that your destiny depends on you finishing. I want to tell somebody that your development depends on you finishing. I know you may say, you know what, I may not be smart enough, I may not be young enough, I may not be old enough, but the point is age doesn't matter. We're not talking about age, we're talking about your destiny. And how many of you know that when God created you, he created you with a purpose in mind? Do I have a witness? The one thing I love about God is that God sits in eternity and he looks down the corridor of time. In other words... God created time for man, not man for time. Uh, do I have anybody? God doesn't exist in, in time, so therefore he controls time. So age has nothing to do with it. Do I have a witness? And I'm talking to somebody here today that it's time for you to take an inventory of your life. And you have to ask yourself a question, is this it or do I have something to finish. Do I have anybody? Amen. Let me, let me say this. The enemy knows, hallelujah. He knows that you're destined for greatness. He knows that God has placed something in your heart to do, but every week and every month and every year you look at it, you think about it, you have the skills. Come on, somebody. You have the ability. You have the resources. You're not lacking anything to finish. The question I have for you, why have you stopped? And somebody here this morning, you're asking questions. But I want to help you. I want to help you to get on the road to finishing what you started. Psalm 127, I told you last week, is written by Solomon. Solomon, one of the wisest men that ever lived. One of the richest men that ever lived. And, and you know the story. Solomon came to the end of his life. And he, this is what he said. And I can prove that there's something that you need to finish. And it has nothing to do with money. Because at the end of his life, he says, all of it is vanity. All, in other words, let me break it down to, it don't mean nothing. Here's the thing. If you're not living on purpose, then money is not going to make things better. Hello, somebody. And Solomon had, yeah, you know, he had his concubines. Amen. <laughs> and he had his wives. I don't know how he deal with 300 wives. Dealing with one is a, ta is a task. You understand what I'm saying? It's good, but it's a task. Amen. <laughs> Where's Sister Hunt at? <laughs> and so dealing with 300 wives and 3,000 concubines, you know, he was, a, he was some kind of man. He was what you call the man's man. Amen. But, but here's, what, here's what Solomon realized at the end of his life. He said, man, all this stuff right here don't mean nothing. And last week I gave you some points. Those of you who wasn't here last week, I'm going to give you these points. Amen. I told you last week the one of the, so we're talking about the why are we not finishing. And here's one of the reasons why. I told you last week that possibly we may have left God out. Do I have a witness? And somebody here, you're, you're saying, no, no, no. God was in it. God wasn't nowhere in that. Amen. He didn't tell you to marry that man. 
mic on? Amen. He didn't tell you to move. Amen. And oftentimes we move on emotion rather than waiting on God because he says, unless the Lord builds the house. We're trying to build things without God. Do I have a witness? I told you number two last week that maybe you may not have consulted God. In other words, you didn't wait for godly advice. Hey, your mama been telling you. Hello, somebody. And God, how many know God will speak through some people? Amen. Listen, he, I'm going to say it one more time. He'll speak through some people. Amen. And, 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 and oftentimes we do things and I, I look at my, I looked at my pile. I, I, matter of fact, I went into the cemetery of unfinishing my life and guess what I started to do? I started a resurrection service. Amen. I said, come forth <laughs> out of there because what I did, I realized it's the small things I have to start with. I'm not talking about the big things. I'm not talking about the things that you started. Right, watch this. And it's years ahead. I'm talking about simple things. Amen. Simple things that like, you know, you know, you walk around your house and you hearing that beeping sound. Beep. You know, those new houses got the, got the, uh, got the, got the smoke alarm, right? And it'd be one battery and it's been beeping for six months unfinished. <laughs> I'm just trying to help somebody. It, it, it just keep beeping and be, and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna get to that next week. And you, I'm gonna get to that next week. I'm talking about, I went and got the ladder y'all. Hello, somebody. I paid the eight ninety nine for the battery for one battery. I think that's the reason why we don't change it. You know? <laughs> battery costs eight ninety nine. Amen. And I changed the battery. I felt good. Tell your neighbor I felt good. Pastor felt good. Hey, I really did. I felt good that I accomplished something that I've been putting off. Can I ask you a question? What have you been putting off? What do you have that's unfinished? Amen. Told you last week. Not only that, but. We may have tried to accomplish it in our own strength. He says, unless the Lord builds the house, they that labor, amen, they labor what? In vain, who build it? Amen. Last year, I told you last week, we may have been deceived by our own desires. See, we have to be driven by more than just desire. We have to be driven, watch this, by our God-given purpose. And some of us are having a hard time trying to discover that purpose. But if you line up with God's will, hello somebody. If you stay faithful to God, no matter what it looks like. And somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. You have to stay faithful to God if you're going to see the fruits of anything that you're going to do in your life. Do I have a witness? Do I have a witness this morning? And, and, and I want to say this. Some of us, we started with God. Hey, 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 hey. But all of a sudden, God's nowhere to be found. And, and he says, unless. And so what that means is that we must reevaluate. Come on, somebody. How did I start? And let me help somebody. I want to finish but I want to finish well because at the end of our lives, we want to hear God say, well done. Do I have a witness? 
Do you know that the richest place in, in the world is the cemetery? And, and, and listen, and we are here today, and I want to tell somebody that you have an opportunity to, to get up. I told you about me. I told you I wrote my book two years ago. Finished. 13 chapters. Done. But I left it unfinished. And, and this week I start, I'm on chapter three now. I got to reread it. And you know, I'm adding some changes. It's amazing what you see two years later. But, 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 as I'm, but, as, but as I'm editing it, I'm thinking, God, you know, I'm sorry. I, this, sh- this story should have been out. And somebody here this morning, you have something. You're sitting on a gold mine. Come on, somebody. You're sitting on something that will change your life forever. But you know what happens? Sometimes we try to cut corners. Sometimes we're trying to do it a way where it's not pleasing unto God. So let's look at it today. How, how do we do this? How do we do this? We, we finna go. We finna go. Watch this. Watch this. The B part of verse 1. Look what he says. He says, unless the Lord guards the city. Now notice Solomon went from a house to a city. Hello, somebody. Good observation. He, he, he starts talking about a house, and now he talks about your community. See? He, talks, he says, unless the Lord, what? Guards. Now, that word guard in the Hebrew, that word means to keep watch over. But not only to watch over it, but to preserve it. Watch this. Watch this. Watch it. To put a hedge of protection around it. I'm asking myself a question. How come I haven't finished what I started? And so my first point today is that possibly, why I'm not finished, we may have removed ourselves from under God's protective care. You know, sometimes we don't want to be in the vicinity of God, much less leaving him out. And oftentimes, when you put yourself out of, watch this, the geographical, the locational will of God, you are out of your, or away from your covering. And somebody here this morning, I want to help you with something. The reason, watch this, you left to to do what's unfinished. Oh, I just helped somebody. And you thought that moving out of your covering, moving away from the protective care of God. He says, unless God guards the city, unless God is the one watching over your assignment. Come on, help me somebody. Unless it's God that's, watch this, that's protecting your property. Unless it's God who shows up at work with you every day. Come on somebody. Because you know you got all kinds of haters all over the place who are always trying, amen, to undermine your decisions. Come on somebody. But when you're in the protective care of God, you don't have to worry about your enemies. The Bible says he'll make your enemies your footstool. If you stay where your covering is, come on somebody, you put yourself in a position to be rescued. Do I have witness? And and, and so he says, unless the Lord, hallelujah. You, you You know, it's like this. We started something and then we thought 
that the best way for us to advance ourselves was to leave the faith community. I'm doing too much church. How can you do too much church? I'm just asking. Amen. We left behind the kingdom to pursue happiness only to find ourselves, watch this, uncovered and vulnerable. And so therefore we gave into our fleshly desires. Oh, come on. Somebody ought to high five. Somebody say, I've been there. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. We left church and we said, man, please, I got to go pursue this thing. I got to go take care of my business. Listen, listen. And when you're living in a city without the protection of God, you're subject to robbery. And Satan will rob you of your potential. He will rob you of your purpose. He will rob you of your vision. He will rob you of your self-esteem. And he will leave you, watch this, in a wreck. Do I have a witness this morning? I feel my help. I'm going to stay back there. Amen. 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 You can tell as a believer when you're out of bounds. Because everything you try... Not only does it fail, but it falls apart. And then we put it in the unfinished pile. Listen, you could have finished, you could have built, you could have built a Fortune 500 company by now. But you're working for somebody. And you have all of that that you're giving them. It was really meant for you, but you left the protective care of God. Do I have witness? Do I have witness? Watch this. Watch this. He says, unless the Lord does what? Unless the Lord does what? Guards the city. Look what he says now. He says, the watchman keeps awake. Watch this. Here's what he's saying. A watchman was a person stationed at the highest part of the city walls. Watch this. To warn the inhabitants, watch this, of an approaching enemy. Watch this now. Watch this. Watch this. And and watch this. It was one who watched over the pasture to make sure that nothing came in to destroy it. He says, if God's not the one guarding that city, it is vulnerable. It is vain for the security guard to watch over the stuff that you're trying to hold on to. Have you ever noticed the stuff you've been trying to hold on to? It's gone. Because maybe, hallelujah, God was not watching over that because you removed it. From his care. So, but watch this now. Watch this. And when we remove it from God's care, now we're relying on people. So, yeah, we got to hire a bodyguard, we got to hire a security detail. 
But let me help somebody with something. Give me the next point. I'm talking something else. We may not have been relying what? I'm sorry. That's wrong. We may not have been relying more on. No, it meant it was supposed to say. What was it supposed to say, y'all? Help me. We may have been relying more on people. My, my media team, pray for them. We may have been relying more on what? People and not what? God. That's what I meant to say. Rewrite that, okay? Pray for the media team. Uh, we may have been relying more on what? People and what? And not on God. You see, once we have a sense, watch this, of security from people, we sometimes feel like we don't need God. Once we have a sense of security financially, I'm going to help myself now. Listen, we get lax in prayer. Come on, help me somebody. We don't read like we used to read. Amen. We don't praise like we used to praise. Let, let me, the enemy will put people around you, watch this, to start with you, but actually there wasn't even for you. Hello, somebody. You thought that your destiny was in that person's help. Hey, but if God is protecting it, if God is guarding it, listen, that vision is for you and God will bring it to pass in due season. But he does say, he says, I'm doing something in your day that if I were to tell you, you wouldn't be able to receive it. See, I want to finish some stuff, but I got to ask myself a question. Is my faith more in people than in the God that has given me the vision. Listen to this. The watchman, the watchman is supposed to warn you of potential dangers, and yet the watchman got blindsided. How your defense going to get dismantled, and that's the reason why it's in the unfinished pile, because you were broken by people. Do I have a witness? Do I have a witness? How the security detail got blindsided. Come on, y'all. Come on. Distractions, doubting, lack of discipline, and all these things can come to stop us from stopping what we started. Imagine. Imagine you see all the dangers when you're in the will of God. Imagine this. Imagine you seeing all the, listen, if you would have seen the distraction, it would have been finished by now. But you didn't see the distraction because the distraction came as a disguise. Listen, and it came saying, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let me show you this scripture right here. Do I witness? So you got to discern where Bruce at. You got to discern and watch this. You get discern. You, you know, you know how you gain discernment? You gain discernment by studying your word. That's the only way you're going to get discernment. That's how you're going to know who's trying to hoodwink you. Amen. And who's trying to bamboozle you. Do I have a witness? And, and, and he says, when God gives it to you, you don't have to stay up all night. Matter of fact, you don't even need an alarm system.
You don't need no cameras. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Me and Aunt Sue was up watching the camera the other night. Amen. She said, I ain't bothered with all that. I'm here in Houston. My house is in L.A. And I ain't worried about it because I know who's guarding it. Do I have a witness? But we, listen, we leave home and we're so consumed with, oh my gosh, who's going to break in? What they going to do? And we're so consumed because, watch this, because we're relying on people. Watch this. Watch what he says next. Look at verse 2. Look at verse 2. Look at verse, I'm going to help somebody with this one right here. Because this is the one right here to get all of us. He says, verse 2, he says, it is vain. Mm-hmm. Now, I told you what that word vain means. It simply means empty. So think about all the things we do, right? And in the end, it leaves us, it leaves us empty. Listen, if you're going to work every day and you're just working for money, something wrong. And I promise you, I promise you something's wrong. Because if you're not doing it with purpose and you feel a sense of purpose and you're doing it as unto the Lord, then you're doing it in vain. You're doing it just to pay bills. You follow what I'm saying? And I don't want to live just to do what? Pay bills. Do I have a witness? Look what he says. He says, it is vain for you to rise up what? Early. How many Days have we done this? Working two and three jobs. Come on, somebody. We and you know what we call it? Sacrifice. You know what God calls it? Vain. You can't work yourself to the bone and think you're gonna accomplish anything. No, God gives you so much grace. He says, you up early. Watch this. You come home to that fine house. You drive that nice car, but you don't even have enough time. You can't sit back and say, oh, man, I'm, I'm loving this. Why? Because the next point is this. Give me the next point. Come on, media team. Pray for the media team, y'all. Let's go back there and lay hands on them. What's the next point? Balance. Balance. When's the last time you had date night with your boo? But you working day and night. Baby, you don't understand. I'm trying to make a future for us. For us as we we doing this thing, baby. We we're gonna build an empire. We're gonna be just like Lucius Lyon, baby. Not that I watch Empire. We're gonna be just like ghosts, baby. We're gonna have I'm, I'm not that I watch power. <laughs> Just, Y'all, y'all understand what I'm saying? Listen, we're working and, and listen, we're, I was going to, I was going to add to that point, we're overworked. 
Most men can't, don't come to church because they're overworked. And to ask them to add church to the schedule, Pastor, you don't understand. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying. Our careers aren't turning out the way we planned. Amen. Or what seems worse, watch this, our marriages are not working the way they're supposed to. Our kids don't like us. Come on, somebody. We got receding hairlines or no hair at all. Because we don't have balance. Balance. Go ahead and say balance. Tomorrow will care for itself. But I'm up early. Sometimes I don't get to, I don't get, I get off at midnight, but I don't get home till one in the morning or whatever time you get home and you get enough, you get five hours of sleep only to get back up to do it again. Listen, you think you're going to accomplish anything like that when you're worn out, when you overwork things, ask yourself a question. Are you overworked right now? Are you overwhelmed right now? And you're talking about finishing? How can I finish something if I don't have the proper rest? We don't believe that rest. Come on, help me somebody. We, we, we don't believe that rest play a part in this thing. Ask me how I know. Five years ago, I had a heart attack. I died twice. I wish I had somebody at 39 years old. I had a heart attack. I died because I was working, burning, working. I was up early. I was working late at night, all night, building websites, pastoring, teaching all over the place. But God had to slow my roll. He said, I didn't do that. He said, when I give you stuff, you ain't got to worry about it. It comes with an ease. He said, and the reason why you've neglected the most important thing is because you're busy trying to do your own thing. Come on, say amen. And one of the things I neglected, that's why we started this. See, sometimes through your pain come purpose. And through your pain come helping people to live healthy. This is what we do. This is why we do that. Watch this. Here's, here's a balance for you, okay? Here's what you got to develop. Watch this. You have to balance your time. You have to balance family. You have to balance devotion. You have to balance rest. And you have to balance service to the Lord. Now, whatever order you want to put it in, God's first. And until you develop that, that balance, the Bible says it is very, it's empty. Because watch this, you work, you achieve, you die and leave it. That's it. Nobody remembers you. Your kids do for a few moments after they sell off everything you have. Can I, can I, amen. Look, look what he says. Look what he says now. He says, it is vain to rise early, to retire late. Watch what he says next. To eat, watch this, the bread of painful labor. Now we know, we knew by the sweat of our brow 
That's the curse, Adam. I'm in the Bible. We in the Bible? That, that men would have to work hard. But I want to help somebody with something. When you know God, when you know God, the bread that he gives you, matter of fact, the ravens will feed you. I, I got some Bible readers in here. Come on, somebody. Listen, listen. He'll give you stuff that you never had before, that you never had to work hard for because you're living to finish. You're running the race in such a way where your, your, your eyes is fixed on the prize. Do I have anybody? And I want to tell somebody something. If, you're, if your labor is not rewarding and if all it's producing is pain, watch this, then maybe it's the wrong thing that you're doing. So that's my next point. The next point is this. You may be pursuing the wrong things. Come on, help me somebody. Listen, hard work pays off. But painful work leads to burnout. Somebody here this morning, you're in burnout. Matter of fact, you don't even know you're in burnout. All night. <laughs> amen. You, you got two jobs. You got three jobs. Amen. And you got all kinds of other. You're trying to be an entrepreneur. You, <laughs> come on, somebody. You, you're working at Walgreens. You're trying to do all this stuff. Come on, help me now. But you're pursuing the wrong thing. Did you ask God? I want you to go into the cemetery. I know it's hard to go to the cemetery. Go there and look at all the things you have and maybe in that pile, that, 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 watch this, that million dollar idea is right there. Satan knew. You know what I say? Satan knew. Satan knew. And he distracted you. And now he has left you where you feel like you have no options. Pastor, you don't know, I need these five jobs. You don't understand what I'm going through right now. You, you don't understand. I need, listen, I need this stuff. No, you don't need that. What we need is to ask God, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Amen. We work, work, work only to accomplish nothing. And then we throw our hands up and watch this. And then we throw, watch it, we throw our hands up and then we throw it in the unfinished pile. You see what I'm saying? Lastly, ouch. Yeah, that's right. Ouch, amen, or thank you. My last point, look what he says here. This is the part that gets me right here. He says, watch what he says. He says, he says it's vain to eat, it's to eat the bread, right, of painful labels. Look what he says next. He says, for he what? Let me ask a question. Who gives? In Bible study methods, I teach this. Who, what, when, why, and how? Who gives? Who gives? He gives. Who gives? He gives. Who gives? He gives. Let's see. Who gives? He gives. Who gives? He gives. Why can't you believe that? In your strength, you can't receive from him because you've put him out. But he says he gives mm, to his what? Huh? 
even oh I wish you can I don't want you to learn this I want you to catch this catch this you so worried but if you were to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness when you're sleeping Nike stock in one month with silence. Guess what it guess what it went up how much it went up to? How much it went up? Huh? For what? No 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 no. Six billion. Not not the yeah, not the points, but Six billion in one month. And he didn't say a word. He gives to his beloved what? So what does that mean? That's called the faith rest technique. It's the ability for you to rest in God and let him handle it. Stop worried about it. Stop trying to come up with all kinds of get rich quick schemes. Stop overworking yourself. Get some rest. Get some balance. Go on a date. Come on, somebody. If you're married, you know what I mean. I I want to put a disclaimer there. And if you're single, don't go to the movies. (laughs) Too dark up in there. Because that may be a setup to stop you from your destiny. Y'all laughing. I'm being for real. I'm serious, though. You know what I mean? Watch. Watch. He says he gives to his beloved even in his what? You sleeping. And your stock is rising overnight. I'm talking about you. Your value, your worth. Come on, somebody. You don't even know your worth. And here you are. You're giving it away for $15 an hour. You're worth more than that. Get back under his covering. Put yourself back in his care. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Last point is this. Yeah, I'm going to go for real. This ain't the Baptist clothes. This is the right one. What's the last point, y'all? I repent, Lord. Because so many times I forget who's in control. And I'm not just saying this stuff. I mean it from my heart. Lord, help me to remind myself who's in control. He says he gives me when I sleep. Come on, somebody. The God of the universe never sleeps nor slumbers. He's sitting, he's fighting for you, but you got to trust him. A young new bank president 
made an appointment to meet his soon-to-retire predecessor to seek advice as he took on his new responsibility. He had one basic question to ask. He says, um, how did you become so successful? His predecessor says, said to him, he looked at him, and he said two words, good decisions. Good decisions. The young man wanted to know more, pressed him more and said, how did you make, I mean, how did you make good decisions? The predecessor said, experience. Good decisions. Experience. The young banker continued to question him by asking, well, how can one come to gain experience? He says, through bad decisions. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. You've been making bad decisions for too long. It's time to learn from it. It's time to go in that pile, look at it and say, it's time for me to finish what God has destined for me to do. And listen, I'm not telling you to go quit your job tomorrow. But you know, going to that job every day is a task for you. It's time to reevaluate. It's time to ask God, God, and let me say this, don't allow your career to define you. And don't allow your career, watch this, to be the thing that you live for. You are there to change lives, no matter what you're doing. If you're flipping burgers, you're there to change lives. If, if, you, if you work in the mall, you're there to change, wherever you work, but you don't allow the work to work you. You work it. Do I have witness? Give God a hand clap of praise this morning.